0: One of the most unique podcasts on the planet. Hey, Bus Driver. Hey, Bus Driver. Hey, Bus Driver. The show about everything related to student transportation. If you're a student transportation professional, you found your show. Hey, Bus Driver. Exploring the entire school transportation universe. Talking to interesting and inspiring people, exchanging ideas, promoting student transportation industry growth, and sharing a few funny stories along the way. Now, live from Phoenix, Arizona, this is Hey Bus Driver, and this is Jason Nelson.
1: All right, welcome back to the Hey Bus Driver podcast. Uh, We are joined by Keith Corso, is that how you say the last name, Keith? that is awesome so uh keith is with a pretty cool startup i think we could call it a startup right bus right um and want to have keith uh on the show just to hear where he's come from and and share a little bit about what and who bus right is what they do to support the school bus industry so welcome keith and how's it going i think last time i talked to you was about a month ago or so so what's been what's been going on
2: yeah, no, definitely, Jason. Thanks again for having me on here. A lot has happened since then, um, not only in the world of student transportation, but also the development of your podcast. So yeah. uh, hats off to the work that you're doing and specifically really showcasing what it's like to be on the grounds of, of getting buses back on the road. Drivers who are actually figuring out what do these routes look like to the transportation directors and everyone else in between. And so I really appreciate the, the grassroots approach there, Jason. Sure. Uh, and again, thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm super like I said, super excited. I th- you have a very uh inspirational story that I think I think our listeners will uh really appreciate, but um yeah, as far as the podcast goes, you know, we're just released our 10th episode last Saturday and um, you know, we're seeing growth and listens and, you know, trying to keep people involved. So, uh, hoping to collaborate with, you know, people like yourself and, um, some of the community, other communities that are in social media to, to keep it going. Cause I think there's a need for it, right? Trying to find a lot of people that are out there that are struggling to find information, struggling to figure out how does this information now, can I take it and apply it to um, my, you know, my program, whether, wherever they're at, right, whether they're a bus driver, a trainer, a supervisor, director, um, there's so many people that are scrambling right now to try and figure out what does next year look like. And so um, I really appreciate, like I said, the the group that you have and some of the postings that you put up there, because that really helps that dialogue start uh, building and I've seen a lot of cool ideas already from other supervisors within your mm-hmm. your tech um Facebook group that you've got. So you want to talk a little bit about the Facebook group and then we'll get into um your kind of your backstory.
2: Yeah, Jason, absolutely. And uh you know I think what you've identified is really critical, which is you know community is going to help solve some of these critical problems at the end of the day. It's not going to come necessarily from the higher ups, it's gonna come from drivers, routers, transportation directors, and other folks who are on the ground that are sharing those best practices and sharing some of the challenges that they're having, trying to bring buses back on the road. So whether it's having them on here as a, you know, on the podcast, or whether it's creating the school bus tech tech Facebook group um, that that we have over at BusRight to get these transportation leaders to share not only best practices, but also what types of tools are they using to help, um, you know, streamline some of these efforts to help think about the different reopen scenarios and their respective implication on student transportation. You know, at the end of the day, these transportation leaders, drivers, everyone else in between, they need to be thinking about long-term strategic goals of their fleet. How to really think about increased student safety, efficiency. Get to know the students' names um, and and those kind of soft points of the industry that are, that are so important. Um, we really kind of see ourselves as augmenting some of that by you know doing a lot of the you know the routing, the parent communication, the tracking, which we'll get into later in the podcast. Uh, but back to my initial point of building those communities to help showcase some
1: of those best practices is ultimately what I think will. We'll win at the end of the day. Absolutely. And, you know, we've seen that already here and some of the stuff that I've been able to be involved in, just getting, um, you know, a group of leaders together within the state and and kind of fostering this forum through a Zoom uh, meeting that we've started kind of every Friday just to get people to collectively in one area, rather than passing emails back and forth. So, um, you know, I know not everybody has Facebook, and that's some of some of the times the things that we struggle with is how do we connect with everybody that doesn't have internet capabilities or a smartphone or a Facebook login or or whatever else, right? So, just trying to make the information available for everybody to be able to access, and I think that's one of the things that we've been able to do in getting the videos recorded and then posting to YouTube, you know, at least people have a way to go access that without having to necessarily have a quote login, you know, that they may not want to have. Right. So kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't agree more. I
2: mean, it's not only the information that you want to be accessible, uh, but also, you know, kind of plugging technology here. I think, when you can have technology that's not only accessible but affordable uh, and can be downloaded at the touch of a button, it's also about how do you get the right tools to the right people um, in a short amount of time. Not only the right content, but the right tools, like I mentioned.
1: Right, absolutely. So talk to me a little bit about like how you got into this. I mean, I think folks, if I can figure out how to get this video up, are going to see that you're fairly young, so nothing mm-hmm. against being young. I welcome a lot of you know people that um, I think a lot of – Younger people don't necessarily look at student transportation as a quote viable career industry and so we, you know, we don't typically see that so. So talk to me about how you kind of got into this and what you know how, how you ended up to where you're at today.
2: Yeah, great question Jason. Well, like you, you know, also getting in the industry at a young age, but it starts off with realizing how important the school bus is to a student's day right it's the first touch point in the morning, the last in the in the afternoon and there's so many there, there's so many avenues where the school bus can can impact these students lives whether it's the friends they make on a bus, you know friendships with the drivers, um, homework that you can do during that time. So the school bus serves many different functions and there are a few different issues that I' personally run into as a rider not long ago um, which you know number one it could include waiting outside in the frigid winter mornings in New York where I grew up, Wondering where that school bus was, bombarding the school district office, saying, you know, where's that school bus? Um, you know, all the way to driving behind a school bus when I was a senior in high school and, you know, seeing that the bus made four consecutive stops. Not one student got off the bus at each stop. All the way to realizing that drivers are still holding paper route sheets in their hand right. when things could be digital and more dynamic. And so those were kind of a few specific issues that I had run into which prompted me to call the top 10 CIOs of the largest districts in the country and email hundreds of transportation directors to better understand the issues that they were dealing with. And I quickly found out how complex the system was, and I was not the most important part of, of that equation. Sure. Um, and so it was just so much more vast than that. And you know what what i i just became obsessed with with some of the issues that all different stakeholders were experiencing but also everyone had a shared uh, you know commitment to creating safe and efficient school bus systems and everyone kind of had a different way of doing that and so you know my goal since then has really to set out to match my passion for technology and how obsessed I am in solving problems related to school bus safety and efficiency so that you can provide tools for transportation leaders um, to drive their vision forward and so that's kind of how I, I got interested in the space and, and I have not left like many folks who enter the industry <laughs> don't really ever leave
0: sure. and
2: um, you know my goal is to just absorb as much information from leaders like yourself Jason uh, to to build tools that kind of run in the background um, and, and get rid of the
1: dirty work if you will sure. so you folks can kind of focus on yeah. some of the more long term. A lot of of hand jamming stuff that goes on because we don't have accessibility to those systems or systems haven't quite been yet developed, right? I look at a lot of things that we do and I I have this idea of how it works, but I don't have the coding background or a group of IT support professionals that I can say, here's I need this system to be built and to go build it. So um, did this come to be like a like a, at first a college project, or did you kind of go into your, you know, collegiate career, you know, knowing that you were kind of had this in mind, this project in mind, and to to start the company before you made it into, I guess, your freshman year? Great question. And the it was
2: actually a week after the story I just told you where I was driving behind that school bus, and I had this light bulb moment where it was like, the school bus is so impactful, but here's a few different avenues where it can really improve the student day. And so um, that was that being stuck behind that bus is a week before I went to admitted students day at Northeastern university in Boston. And during admitted students day, I went to one event. I drove three hours one way with my parents to go to one event. And that was the Husky startup challenge. And the Husky startup challenge is basically a semester long pitch competition, startup boot camp, if you will, where you take an idea uh, all the way from, you know, uh, idea to launch. And so I participated in that my first semester and was fortunate enough to win that. Uh, we then got accepted to different programs on campus, accelerators, um, and quickly in, in my first year, we were awarded a little over $50,000 of non-dilutive funding, wow. which is basically cash given through pitch competitions by universities, uh, which really helped us get the right talent around the table to launch kind of V1 of the product. You know, And, and that first part of the product was a mobile app where drivers would download it on their phone, and they would get real-time uh, directions as to you know, what their route was that particular day. And We launched with camp specifically because camp drivers have a little bit of a different task. They might be doing more field trips, um, ridership changes every week, potentially. And so we quickly found that this idea of you know, dynamic transportation, giving drivers, uh, you know, audio prompts, feeding them that information, and also the, the front office, the tools to build routes on demand based off of actual ridership that seemed to work really well in the camp environment, um, and we soon, you know, had the the inspiration to translate that over to school districts more broadly. Um, but back to your question, I think you know it, it all got started with uh, you know going to that first admitted students day at Northeastern and having the the courage and the inspiration to say, you know what, this is the the problem I want to solve and the industry needs solved, and sure. and this is the ecosystem and environment where i'm going to get the resources not only at northeastern but in the bro- broader boston you know startup ecosystem to develop a venture like this and you know ever since then it's it's been a whirlwind of, of a story and, and uh,
1: experience so that was how many years ago that was uh about uh two and a half three years ago nice so then how do you start to go and find i mean I, i'm pretty sure you've got some Uh, industry professionals that are now working for you and, you know, kind of backing or supporting the company. So how, I mean, how did that process work as far as like, you know, taking that pitch and, and showing people, and then people are like, yeah, absolutely, I'm on board with this, and, um, you know, I think it's fascinating to to have that opportunity to get in on kind of the ground, the, you know, the foundation work of a company like that, that that has a lot of potential, but also at the same time is willing to... Um, you know, really kind of flex and mold to the needs of the industry, right? I mean, I think there's a lot of um, groups out there that just go, you need this and this is what you need. And they tell people this is what they need. Yet, when I look at something like what you do, it's what you're asking your constituents, what do you need, right? And so um, I think that, you know, looks a lot better when you're able to just kind of ebb and flow with maybe the needs of the business from year to year.
2: Yeah, Jason, you hit that on the nail. And everyone in the industry knows just how relationship-driven and unique the industry really is. Like every different area within a state and, and every state has their own specific edge case um, of why their transportation system is a bit unique from the from the next. And so it's really about, you know, I went on this listening tour and I still think I'm on that tour over the past few years. Sure. Just talking to folks like you, Jason, and really listening what are, you know, not only what are the problems that I experience, but what are the problems that you're experiencing and what gets you really excited about your job? Because we can help on that front too. We're, we're gonna do that and bake it into the tools. Um, but number one, it's identifying, you know, the the program kind of consists of routing, driver navigation, parent communication apps, live bus GPS, and more under one umbrella. And so if you really want to kind of build those tools with the goal of solving, you know, the problem of safe and efficient student transportation, you have to get the right people around the table, which you alluded to are not only the right technologists, but also the right industry leaders. And so We're a team of technology folks who previously worked at Google, the Air Force Research Laboratory, and other leading technology companies and industry leaders who have backed us um, and are a part of our journey. Our chief product officer by day is actually the CIO of Broward County, the nation's sixth largest school district. Um, Investors and advisors include folks like the former deputy CIO of Boston Public Schools, the former superintendent of Montgomery Public Schools, one of the largest school districts in the country, and other folks who know student transportation and K-12 in and out. Um, Ultimately, if we had to pick from the best technology wizards in the world you know better than everyone else that would not solve problems in student transportation sure. it's people who are actually on the ground that know what works in
1: those dire situations when you need information at the touch of a button right No, i like i said i, I really appreciate that that idea and the way that, you know, you've kind of collectively put all of that together. So, um, so talk to me a little bit about bus, right? You've talked about that. It has a parent app. It kind of has some routing, has some GPS and turn by turn navigation. So as a whole, I guess, if you can kind of simplify all of that, what is, what is bus, right? How does it, you know, and how does it support the, the student transportation industry?
2: Yeah. So, so what is bus, right? And how does it support student transportation? Um, Bus right empowers student transportation leaders to increase school bus safety and efficiency. But what does that really mean um, when you get down to it? So, for example, the the story that I gave you before, which is, you know, driver navigation, right? Um, You also have parent communication. You have routing. There are so many different facets to student transportation that make that engine run. And so the goal was to basically take all of this functionality and put it under one umbrella that's really easy to use. Really, really simple that your grandma can use tomorrow. (laughs) And that's pretty much the standard, really. And so um, when you think about some of the changes, particularly right now during COVID, that folks are making, which is, you know, changing their routing tables to, to adjust for the fact that there's 13 students on a bus or to limit bus capacity, to communicate to parents um, to better understand what ridership counts look like, um, to give parents apps to track the live location of their bus, to build routes, you know, giving the program a list of parameters, like all of this being done at the touch of a button. And so We really want to make sure all this is housed under one umbrella so you're not losing time and money switching between different programs, switching between your routing table, switching between your separate program that does GPS. And when you think about the program that can be spun up overnight, like we were talking about before, that driver app that sits either on the driver's phone or on a tablet that's affixed to the dashboard like you would see in an Uber, that tablet and that driver app not only gives the driver real-time navigation as to where that bus should be going, it can also change direction based off of the size vehicle that you're driving to make sure buses don't go down roads that have weight limits or overpasses. Um, It is specific to school buses, but that device is also pulling live GPS, not only to parents if a district so chooses, but also to dispatchers so they could see exactly where their buses are every single second, how many stops they've completed, where they're going, um, the speed in which they're going. Um, and so it's really wrapping everything under one. And so when you have pro- platforms and programs that are doubling it as different functionality, you're able to drive down the cost significantly. And so our goal is really to get this in the hands of as many transportation leaders as possible. Um, and with that, you know, cost is a consideration um, and so is
1: accessibility and ease of use. So as far as, like, is this a web, I'm assuming, or kind of that this is a web-based program that, uh, or works kind of in the cloud, people don't need to necessarily have a server, this is, would be something that's hosted, and the second question, um, as far as, like, the tablet goes, is that purchased through BusWrite, or is that, like, does does your app work on any, I mean, is it an app that works on, say, um Uh, iPad or, you know, an Android device that the district would then go be able to pay for and say, hey, we need, you know, 50 tablets for our 50 buses. And then they just, you know, download a proprietary app from BusRite. How's that work?
2: Yeah, You kind of hit that on the nail. So from a platform and product perspective. I was actually building routes the other day on the beach. I was I had my tablet, uh, my my iPad open, and I was actually just playing around with different parameters to build routes for a school district in in uh, you know Massachusetts and refine some of those uh, touches there. But it can be b- pretty much pulled up on any single browser. Um, it is all entirely web based. But the actual mobile apps, we have mobile apps for iOS and Android, so every single device pretty much can um, have you know download. You can actually download the bus app right now on your phone. Wow. Um, And so uh, that takes, um, I think, less than a minute. Um, Sometimes it takes uh, 10 seconds. But anyway, when you talk about the actual, like, how do drivers on school buses use BusRite, we have a fleet that is, you know, all the drivers are using their own personal devices, um, which they just downloaded BusRite. And that talks to the web-based routing program every single second. And then we also have tablets that we suggest, uh, specific Samsung tablets that we suggest that districts roll out with, that we download the bus Ride app onto, and we affix to those dashboards via amount. But we've actually developed a partnership with a cell provider and the tablet manufacturer so that we actually don't pay a cost for the tablets. Every two years, we replace tablets for free to school districts, and we are just charged a monthly data fee, which is also how we're able to drive down the cost significantly.
1: Wow, that's pretty, I mean, considering that it's, being replaced you know most of the equipment that's out there how you have to buy it up front or it's on some subscription you know basis or something like that so um that's pretty exciting to hear that that's kind of how you guys have come around um one of the things that i think that some of our listeners will probably have a question to would be have you guys already um seen issues where Uh, like Department of Public Safety or, you know, some sort of whoever governs the school bus industry says that the tablet can't be on the bus, right? They want to encourage the hands-free, you know, the hands-free use of a device. And so I can tell you, like, from Arizona's standpoint, they, uh, our Department of Public Safety hasn't flat out come out and said it can or can't be. I think they take it on case by case, but we know this technology is out there. And of course, 90% of us want to get away from the paper that we're holding in turn by turn directions. So can you talk to me a little bit about how if you guys have encountered that issue and, um, you know, maybe how you've worked around that with, um, you know, customers that have already gone that route?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a phenomenal question. And I think, you know, like you, uh, 90 plus percent of the country realizes that it's actually safer to listen to your directions than it is to look at your paper route sheet under your lap or stuck to the the window, whatever it might be. But um, basically, there's there's two ways this works. Number one, you know, you can either have the app running live. You can look at the visuals. You can see, you know, uh, you can hear how many more feet you have until that next stop. And then the second option is that will actually, you know, gray out, um, or black out if you so choose when the bus is in forward motion, when the bus stops, it will then light up again. And so that has seemed to bypass, um, state and local regulations uh, so far,
1: but, uh, you know, you learn something new every day, right? Sure. (laughs) of, Of course. And I, and I get that. I mean, I think that that seems to be the biggest, um, take away that most are as long as it can be grayed out or turn into a you know basically a virtual clock while the bus is in motion right um they're accepting of that but at the same time you know i think a lot of a lot of people want that visual piece because especially here in arizona where you've got 60 kids on a bus we've got three air conditioning units that are blowing because it's a hundred and you know super hot out So um, that sound piece of, hey, turn right at 100 feet may not be always audible uh, to be able to hear. So, you know, we're just trying to figure that out and kind of wade through those waters. So it's kind of it's exciting to hear how you guys have, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of combated that for your clients. Yeah, no,
2: no, definitely uh, a, a challenge for sure. But there are you know forward thinking state leaders you know transportation directors that do want to you know test out these tools um, and are currently you know writing up case studies so that folks can realize that this is actually
1: a safer option very cool um, so what about like so obviously we've been in what 10 11 weeks now of covid-19 so um, how did you guys as a company kind of determine what your, you know, support level would be for your clients and um I've seen you building Google Sheets and a place to collect, you know, data from everybody to try and help them give them a tool to to, to you know, review and see what other um people around the the country are doing, but talk to me a little bit about just, you know, how what your I guess your plan has been to uh, support customers or even potential customers during the uh, COVID-19 response?
2: Yeah, it's a great question, Jason. So for a little bit of context, it was about three weeks before COVID hit. We actually created a partnership with the ninth largest school bus company in the United States with over 3,000 school buses. And so this is a really exciting time for us. We went live on some of their buses um, and we were just kind of start, starting to expand pretty quickly. And all of a sudden COVID hits and these buses are no longer on the road. And so that was definitely a challenge. But what we realized was that school buses across the country were still being utilized um, to deliver meals to the 51 percent of students across the country who are on free and reduced meal plans. Sure. And so. We spun up a fleet in, in Ohio, we spun up fleets in New Jersey um, to basically aid with meal delivery. Because when you think about the challenges that come with meal delivery, it's building an entirely new routing table, it's communicating to parents, um, You know, it has to do with um, you know logistics and everything else in between. It's a more dynamic transportation environment, which is what we built our product for in the first place. Sure. So it's actually a pretty interesting way for us to build relationships with new transportation departments and leaders. Um, while also testing our technology as well. Um, we did that entirely free of charge, and we are, we are still offering that. Um, uh, you know, kind of tangential, tangentially related, outside of the student transportation industry, we have also realized that when school buses are delivering meals, it's very similar to how small businesses are delivering meals to consumers now, given that restaurants are closed. And so since the onset of the pandemic, we've also been applying our our school bus technology to aid small businesses. And actually, as of last week, we crossed over $250,000 worth of goods routed, tracked and navigated on the bus platform. Very cool. And so really exciting for us because, you know, not only are we able to impact small businesses, but we're able to test the technology to make sure it's really easy and incredibly reliable for the upcoming school year. And Another added benefit is that we've had um, close to 2,000 parents slash customers in New York and across the Northeast download the bus right app to track their delivery, many of which are superintendents and teachers and other folks who've been like, wait, you're, you know, I'm tracking my donut and coffee with this <laughs> school bus. I want this in my actual school district. Sure. So it's been exciting to kind of see the added benefit there as well. No,
1: that's very cool. Um, Yeah, And I feel you, we went from, we did food, our food deliveries were a little bit different where we weren't necessarily delivering them to their house. We had designated areas, but we did have a sign up for curriculum packets and we did basically Amazon style deliveries for about 5,000 students um, that were requested packets. So we had taken the survey that the the district had set up and then put all of that into our routing program to go through and route basically curb-to-curb deliveries for um, those. And we had done it, I want to say, four, four waves of that. So um, definitely some stressors and whatnot, but it was definitely fun in a way to creatively think outside the box and figure out how to use the platform, right? The pl- At least the platform that we use. And, and really, I think a lot of other people were doing that in the same realm, trying to figure out, okay, this is how I route a student, but now I'm not routing a student. I'm routing food or curriculum or some other type of delivery. Um, so it was pretty cool. And, you know, We don't have Wi-Fi, but I know several other districts in our state and around the country were using Wi-Fi, so that way kids had access to that, whether they were parking them in their community or parking them at the time of food drop-off, so at least the kids could check in and download homework or things like that. So um, it's definitely been interesting to see how everybody's just kind of collectively, like I said, come together and put their minds to it to try and figure out how to overcome the problem.
2: Yeah, you you hit that on the nail, and there's one group in New Jersey in particular that Um, we have a great relationship with. And we started working with them with meal delivery. Um, And so, you know, other surrounding districts started to get wind of of these types of tools that they can use. And and our most recent customer actually, Mendham Township uh, in New Jersey, um, was pretty excited about not only the application of meal delivery, but also this more dynamic and fluid way of thinking about student transportation and having technology aid some of those um, critical functions like routing, like dealing with parent communication, etc., kind of run in the background so that, you know, uh, uh, the transportation directors and drivers can focus on what they do best, which is, you know, thinking about, like I said, the strategic vision of their fleet, um, drivers really focusing on memorizing students' names, asking how their day was, uh, you know, instead of trying to, you know, script together sheets and pre and post trip inspections and all of that jazz. Uh, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I a hundred percent get it. Um, so what, Obviously, you guys are growing pretty much exponentially at this rate, right? So what are some things that you guys are currently working on that you might be able to share, just the development of the platform, um, you know, kind of what's on the horizon, and um, maybe just, you know, talk to that a little bit.
2: Yeah, can you repeat that last part again? I think you cut out for a Oh, minute.
1: sorry. Uh, just about what you're, you know, kind of what's on the horizon for Bus Right, and, um, you know, kind of what, what you guys are planning, what maybe your current customers can expect, and what... Um, maybe potential customers might be, Hey, this is great, but, you know, they're waiting for that kind of carrot to come out and, you know, like, yeah, okay. I'm ready to, to see what bus ride's about. Yeah. Great question. So, you know, we think about that
2: in in a few different ways. Um, number one, like I'll talk about like overarching like product themes. So we have three product themes. Number one is driver engagement. And so how do we actually reward drivers uh, for the work that they do? Um, and specifically, I know this is kind of out of the left field. We have not implemented this yet, but I will mention this on the podcast. Um, we're thinking about having an option where parents can actually tip drivers. And I know it seems out of left field, but we really think that drivers and transportation leaders are, are really undervalued in society. And if we give parents apps to track, you know, the live location of their bus so they no longer have to bombard the school district or the transportation office. We should also give them tools to reward the folks that are carrying our nation's most precious cargo, which are our children. And so outside of, you know, driver engagements is is an overarching theme that we have and how to reward drivers who are, you know, uh, exercising safe and efficient transportation practices. But it's also how do we go above and beyond and like make. Bus ride an app that drivers are excited to check out to see maybe their reviews from students and parents and maybe get it, you know, some extra income on the side. So we're we're trying to think out of the box. Um, Number two has to do with um, accurate driver navigation. So it's really important that we're actually building driver navigation specific to school buses that's been live, but we're constantly tweaking it. And so Making sure buses no longer get sent down roads that have weight limits, overpasses, and, and things of that nature. And so, Um, that's been a really exciting development because we've seen drivers who have kind of stood up their own fleet in their pocket without the transportation director's kind of guidance to basically say, you know what, I'm a sub driver or I run these different routes and I'm going to plan it on my device in advance. So that's been kind of interesting because that's been, you know, a one-off engagement, but we've also seen the value of that where the driver app is, is talking in tandem every single second with the web-based products. Um... The the third thing uh, we think about is route management. So you know, there's great route you know route building tools out there. We're not going to say we're the first routing company in the world, but <laughs> what we will say is that. We're the best at managing your routes. So if you ever need to go and like manipulate your route and like drag and drop a pin on the map anywhere, it'll optimize the route that second. If you need to, you know, mix and match the stop sequence on the route, it'll re-optimize that second because ultimately you know the area. You know where the construction might be, you know where the potholes are and some things that are more serious. And we want you to have the ability to pretty much draw in that that you know the the additions and revisions you want to make after getting dumped a a route that's built because you know the area better than a computer. So that's kind of the overarching kind of product themes. Really specific things that we're focused on right now is linked routes. So you, Jason, know that your drivers have multiple tiers. And so you can actually go in the bus ride system and just indicate the multiple tiers that driver will take and all they have to do in the morning is click start navigation and they'll automatically get fed the navigation for their elementary. Then it'll automatically go to their middle school. It'll automatically go to their high school. They don't have to touch a single thing. And we want to make sure that drivers are, A, not distracted in route, but B, we want to make sure that drivers are not having to like interact with this product. We want, to, we want, it, we want it to like run in the background, if sure. you will, um, to make their lives easier. The second thing is route history and being able to clearly show actual versus planned. Um, so uh, a school district, North Reading over in Massachusetts, the first, when we launched with them, the first route that we had, we were actually able to cut down 13 stops on that route because we were able to see that the driver actually didn't make those stops because the students were no longer there. And so giving that level of, of visibility so everyone's um, kind of like a more efficient um, system at, at, at a, a larger scale is really the goal there. And to, for transportation leaders like yourself to easily just look at, here's one map side by side. Here's what the driver actually took. Here's what was planned. Why are there those discrepancies? And can we like talk to the driver and build those assumptions back into the route to make sure we're, we're not having any loose ends there? And the final thing is just student information integration. So every district kind of has a different student information system and we're always working to make sure that we're up to date with, you know, integrating with all the leading student information systems. And if we don't have an integration, we'll build one out um, so that we always know which students are in the district, which students have recently joined the district. So everyone is assigned to a stop um, automatically in the background.
1: Very cool. So I, on the, I, I like all of that. It all sounds pretty awesome. And you had put a question on Facebook about, um, what is routing or would people be interested in routing like the daily routing or something that automated it. Right. So I have, have some questions around uh, the other stuff that you touched on, but just talk to me about like the feedback that you got from folks. And because I, I think there's value in what you just said, as far as, People running a route and we go weeks and weeks and we find this empty stop and the driver doesn't communicate it to us. And so how do we know? Right. How do we know who we're dropping off? How do we know? So my thought, you know, with the way like Uber works, right, you've got people who sign up for the bus daily and say, hey, I need a ride or I don't need a ride. And in the background, the system just kind of creates the route and the driver goes out and picks them up. So it's almost daily dynamic routing is what I would call it, something along those lines. So what do you, I mean, what kind of feedback did you get based on that question that you had posed in your Facebook
0: group?
2: Yeah, great question. Um, by the way, great diligence. And I love that you're staying up to date with what these <laughs> transportation folks are saying. And for those that are interested in joining, it's school bus tech leaders on Facebook uh, to join the conversation, but you bring up a great point, And this, this idea of kind of more dynamic routes based off of actual ridership. So what we found is that some districts have decided to roll out with like student tags, if you will. But when you really dig a little deeper, at least what I have in the past few years as to how those tags work, um, a lot of students like misplace their tags, they punch holes in their tags, they lose them, and it becomes a separate job for the transportation department to like issue new tags with the hardware you need to make sure everyone's going on the right bus and logging all of that. It, it becomes a significant challenge, and it's all about trade-offs. And because our core product philosophy is that your grandma needs to be able to use bus right today. Um, We found that like issuing all these tags just simply didn't work. And so is there a better way? And our thought is that if you have students and parents on these apps, it's really easy to use one button to track exactly where your bus is. Why can't you add a button to notify the system that you're not going to be taking the bus during spring because you're a baseball player and you're staying after school every day. Like I was, I never took the bus, but the bus still made that stop. Or if you're sick that week, why can't your parent make a note of it? And BusRoute will actually re-optimize that route in the background. You won't touch a thing because it will automatically know that the the student is not there. And so instead of relying on this whole infrastructure of, of thousands of tags, why don't we just download software at the press of a button and have people engage um, with this rewarding experience, where they can, you know, help improve uh, not only the environment from a more, you know, efficient uh, system, but also, you know, the, the driver time. Like, you know, getting these these transportation directors the right information, so that in the background these routes are, are built. And that second that a student says that they're no longer going to be there for that season or that week or that day, not only will the route automatically adjust, but the uh, bus driver will get a notification that their route has been changed. And so because of technology and no paper route sheets, et cetera, everyone is able to be in the loop uh, because one person pressed a button.
1: Very cool. And and then what about um so my second question on the, like the GPS side. So a parent's watching their app, right. And they want to see the bus or, or a dispatcher or, you know, somebody back at the transportation office. So most of the software right now kind of works on a, like a click to click or every 10 seconds it updates on the map does the software the app that you guys are using run similarly to like what uber has where you can actually see it seems like live and it's just like drawing you know driving around street to street yes yeah, so i was going to share
2: my screen for a second to show you um exactly how that process works but basically here's a screenshot of the app in motion um but anyone can basically pull up the uh, their app and they only have been authorized access to their specific route. Um, in the background, it only invites emails to a specific route based off who has authorization. And so you will just open up the app and every morning and afternoon, you'll see exactly where that bus is and how far they are from your stop. You will not be able to see anyone else's address on the map. And we also specifically do not use a geofence. And the geofence is basically a Diameter around your house that a a parent or student can draw because we found that parallel streets, um, et cetera, like a bus will pass that diameter and will notify that person that the bus is almost there, but it's actually a little deceiving. And so we've taken a little bit of a different route. Um, You know, you can say it's the Uber route, if you will, but we factor in how much time it takes at each stop and, you know, traffic and things like that to give really the up to date information. And we are pulling GPS um, every single second. Uh, to the second, not only for the dispatch to see where their entire fleet of buses is on, on one map, but also uh, for the for the parents and students to see exactly where their bus is, because we don't want uh, transportation leaders to be bombarded with questions that they really should not be focusing on.
1: So I'm going to say that eventually I want to see the behind the scenes tour of this. I'm just going to tell you that. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> I I Jesus love geek. Yeah, I just love this technology stuff, and you know how it all works. And I'm fascinated to, you know, see how from a, you know, the technology side, like the people who program this and code this and, you know, how GPS comes to be what us end users see, that's what I like yep. to see is the behind-the-scenes work that goes into that. So very cool. And I like I said, the last thing I wanted to do is commend you on the driver engagements. I think that, you know, we see typically like holiday, you know, around Christmas time and then into the year, a lot of drivers do get gift cards or things like that. And I think it would be, there would be value in, um, that communication piece that, you know, drivers say, hey, great job, or even consequently have an opportunity for maybe behavior management, student management, where a driver and a parent can communicate back and forth. Now, I know that there's, at least for me, I would have just a few reservations on that because I wouldn't want a parent coming after a driver without a supervisor being aware of it. But for them to preemptively talk about, you know, some behaviors that might be an, exhibited on the bus from their student to say driver, Hey, I'm having an issue here. Or even them just to chime out. Hey, Sarah's a great kid on the bus. I just wanted, you know, she had an awesome day, you know, et cetera, something like that. So um, have you guys thought about anything like as a two way communication portal and not just parents, um, you know, commending uh, bus drivers?
2: Yep. So actually on the driver app for the fall, Drivers will actually, if they so choose, be prompted after every day to rate their route from one to five stars, and they can actually provide feedback. Um, so whether it's like student discipline, it's like Johnny did not really treat Julia that well today, or if it's something um, a bit more, you know, a bit more fun. Um, but as you mentioned, like that two-way communication between drivers and parents, we don't have that chat set up right now because we just don't want to bombard drivers with sure. like all these notifications during the route. But you bring up a really good point. Um, I will kind of, you know, share my screen right now. I I know this is a podcast, so folks won't be able to see exactly what's going on. But to our point of, you know, real-time driver navigation, here's a tablet affixed to a dashboard of a school district in Massachusetts, you know, feeding that substitute driver real-time navigation. Um, But really what we were talking about before was, you know, those, the ability to just quickly, um, you know, it's hard to communicate over a podcast, but like zoom in on a stop, see if, the stop really should be, you know, in the middle of the road here. And if not, be able to just quickly kind of drag and drop the pin on the on the map, which is just overlaid to Google Maps. Um, and as you'll see, Jason, you could probably talk to better, the route is actually, uh, uh, you know, optimized in real time, wherever you drop any specific pin. And so, for example, if Johnny on his mobile app says that, He's not going to be there that morning, or for that season. The system will automatically delete that stop, and it will no longer be reflected that day. And then the driver will then get that updated, you know, navigation um, when they click start navigation that day. So it's really about live communication. And one more thing that I'll show as well is like, you know, being able to send notification. So if Jason realizes that a specific route has, you know, is, is running 20 minutes late because the bus broke down, let parents know in advance so they're not calling the sure. office frantic why their child isn't home yet. You could say something like, you know, Hey, you know, just want to let you know that we're running five minutes late X, Y, Z. And that second, that notification will get sent to every single parent and student who have the app, as well as all of their respective emails. And so, you know, communication is key in transportation and specifically student
1: transportation. Got it. Now, I, like I said, it's um, been pretty exciting just to see what you guys have done. And since my time meeting you about a month ago and, And, you know, um, I got your guys newsletter and just about what's exciting coming up. So I think, like I said, I'm excited to see how this grows and how this competes with some of the um, other platforms that are out there in the market. So uh, kudos to you and, you know, coming out of the bus, uh, being, a you know, from from being a bus rider and coming to market with a a product that I think will be helpful for a lot of us um, that are interested. You know, everybody has something, I think, for the most part. Um, But I think affordability is the number one piece there. And then user-friendly, the other side of that is how easy is it to use, right? And so if you have to have so much work and so much training that goes into um, how to use a product, you, you almost forget all of the stuff that it can or can't do right so um it's it's pretty exciting i'm excited to see it and i uh, appreciate you coming on for about 45 minutes to give us a conversation and see what's going on and like i said I, i'd love to have you back and you know be able to share some periodic updates of what bus ride's doing and maybe share a little bit of information that you've been getting from your facebook group so um, yeah you too jason and i'm gonna Um, you know, do something off the record and flip this a little
2: bit, Uh, you know, for the for the viewers and and the listeners who are curious about, you know, why you decided to start this podcast and how you think about, you know, connecting with student transportation leaders on all sides of the coin from technology, transportation directors, drivers, you know, what does that whole process look like? And if anyone does want to start their own podcast, you know, uh, educate us all on on, you know, how you work your magic.
1: Well, it's definitely been it, it just kind of came to me. I think um, pretty much right around Christmas time, or we just I was sitting around with Shannon, who you talked to this morning, and okay, um, one of my other our other supervisors there where I work, and we're just I was just throwing these ideas around, right? Because we all like this, we'll sit down and have these collective thoughts, but we don't have a way to record it, and so when you're working in a fast paced environment. Six months from now, it's like, man, what was that conversation about? Or, you know, I really wish I could remember, you know, what we were talking about. Or I'm not really I have so much that works up here in my head that I don't I'm not a good note taker. And that's probably one of the reasons I haven't gone back to school is because I just I'm like the world's biggest procrastinator when it comes to things that I have to do. Um, but at the same time, uh, so I just kind of started just figuring out what I would need and reading a lot about podcasting. And, um, I started Google searching, like, are there school bus podcasts out there? Right. So the ones that I found at the time were the NSTA podcast and then a podcast. And I reached out to this lady that works in California. Um, she's now a supervisor out there, but, she had one that was just around, like, California school bus drivers, and her intent was just to talk about, like, laws and training and things of that nature. And so my thought was, how cool would it be to have this podcast or this show that just really kind of grabbed people from the industry and wasn't really... Uptight or just you know so stiff, and just have fun with it. Be able to share stories, be able to have some fun, and and I for the most people have who have listened, there probably hasn't been as many storytelling that I, you know I really had originally hoped to be because trying to protect people right and I don't want to see anybody get offended or um, anybody lose their job because they tell a story that may not be appropriate right so um, we're trying to keep it classy and you know also beneficial to the people that are listening um, but at the same time so you know coming to to the first recording in January right just kind of get it off the ground and get it going and it's I would say kind of not necessarily frustrating, but I would have hoped that I would have got more feedback from people that were listening, just to see like what their thoughts were, right? And so without physically asking them, hey, what do you guys think? Or hey, what do you you know, just right. you know, a kudos or a, you know, I get a lot of likes and a lot of follows, but um, you know, we're we're getting there. We've got about a thousand people between a thousand people on Facebook following us and a thousand people on Instagram. Um, you know, I put it out on LinkedIn, to, you know, to try and get some of the. There's a lot of professionals as far as like transportation supervisors and directors that are on LinkedIn versus Facebook and whatnot. And that's how you, how I found you, or you found me, right? I think you reached yep. out to say, "Hey, let's let's chat." So, um, there's been a lot of learning, and I didn't go to school for any of this as far as social media marketing or communications or anything like that. I just you know figured I'd put it out there and see what it looked like so you know kind of excited to I think this will be the 12th episode um, that will be released. And, you know, I'm trying to keep on this two week schedule. I could probably turn them a little bit quicker, but at the same time, I'm not doing this full-time. I have a full-time job. And, um, you know, Mm -hmm. as we start to ramp up for school in the fall, it's, you know, I'm just going to get that much busier. So, um, you know, it's been fun. And I think for anybody that, that wants to do their own or has a story to tell, Go for it, you know. I mean, what's the worst that people don't want to listen or they don't click the you know the download button to to listen to an episode? At least you're putting it out there, and somebody might take value from it.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely, and and uh, I will uh, make sure to share your story um, with all the folks in, in my network. Uh, and all the transportation folks that are in the school bus tech leaders group, and you know, every single uh, month we send out an industry email about you know what's going on in the industry, you know, what bus right's doing to to uh, you know grow and um, new features that we're that we're rolling out with, and all of that. And so I look forward to kind of you know watching your your community grow and and our simultaneously. Well, and, and I think. Watching- each other.
1: Yeah, I think we could definitely, you know, somehow bring them together. I think it'd be fun for me and you to kind of co-host something where, you know, like a panel of people around, uh, you know, you've actually been growing, you know, this connection with people because you have um, you know, a product that they're after, as far as you know, that helps them in their their day to day operations. Where the podcast may not necessarily do that. It's may maybe more for, you know, uh, instructional learning or just you know just pleasure pleasure listening, right? Um, right? Whereas, like I said, my thought, you know, if we could. Me and you, and we get five other people. Maybe one from you know Massachusetts, and one from uh, Ohio, and somebody like that. And we get like five people in a room, and we can just you know kind of have this dialogue. I think that that would be an interesting look to what the nation's doing as far as student transportation goes. Maybe as far as COVID response and how we are returning back to schools, and just see how all the states are differing. Because I've seen a lot of things that people are you know, actually going to go after the social distancing on the bus and only have about 12 kids on a bus where Arizona is kind of taking the approach of we're just going to make you wear a mask and we're going to put 50 kids on a bus. So, um, you know, kudos to the ones that are going to try and hire and, you know, buy more buses and try and figure out what that looks like as far as fall goes. But, you know, I think most of us here just wanted to the quickest and most down and dirty approach to transportation, trying to keep things as easy and simple as possible. Um, you know, transportation is a privilege. It's not a right. So if the parents don't want their kid to ride the bus, they can certainly, you know, drive them to school. So.
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I appreciate you sharing that insight. Um, with regard to that panel, you know, it's funny, every other week we have a group of bus right design partners. Um, these are, Central customers, current customers, users, et cetera, uh, transportation leaders who get together and for the first half of the conversation talk about industry trends and best practices. And the second half, you know, we run through new designs that we're working on at bus rates so people can really kind of give their input to guide the product roadmap because at the end of the day, we're not building for us, we're building for you. Um, and so that's been really fun, but, you know, you, you got my mind going with the first half of that conversation, being those industry trends and, you know, sharing what are people seeing in their own respective States and counties, jurisdictions, et cetera, uh, and showcasing that with the world. And I think you're, you're definitely taking the lead. Well, with that.
1: Like I said, it's just, it's not really getting out, you know, I mean, the, there's periodicals that are out there, you know, the magazines, but not everybody has time to sit there and read the article, right? My thought right. as far as the podcast went was, I could put this on my phone, I could download the episode, put it on my phone, connect it in the bus, put the phone away, and now as I'm driving around, I could be listening to a podcast, right? so. We all know that time is limited for most of us. Um I have an hour commute home. I could be listening to this in my car, right? And so this opportunity for people to just listen kind of like, you know, a book on tape more or less, or we all get tired of listening to the same ten songs that play on the radio, here's something that, you know, for us at least bus geeks that want to hear about what's going on in the nation and what others are doing, I think it's a, a good way to, to grow positive um you know ideas and kind of culture you know cultivate that so
2: yeah you're absolutely right jason and uh this has been an absolute pleasure today and i look forward to the many more conversations we'll have in the future
1: absolutely keith i appreciate it for those that want to know how to find you how do they find bus right
2: yeah so uh for those that want to chat school buses at all i could do this all day long um and uh, you can reach me at, I'll give my personal number on here because this is how interested I am in connecting with folks in your community um, and just chatting about busing. But it's 914 960 0358. You can also email me at Keith, K E I T H, at busright, B U S R I G H T dot com. Um, or you can go to busright.com and uh, you know chat with me live in that live chat that'll pop up when you visit the website. Um, but uh, feel free to connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, and uh, reach out if, if you have any questions, thoughts, ideas, or just want to chat all things student transportation.
1: Awesome, Keith. I appreciate your time and uh, good luck. Have a good weekend and hopefully we'll connect soon. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Hey Bus River podcast. Uh, be sure to catch us on social media. If you're on there, we're on several platforms at Bus River podcast as well as our actual website www.heybusdriver.com um, and you can catch all the episodes on any of your favorite uh, streaming platforms apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify uh, as well as many others so again thank you to everybody that stopped by and listened again thank you to keith and uh, we'll sign off for now thanks everybody have a good day
0: You've been listening to Hey Bus Driver. Thanks for being part of our community. If you're a student transportation professional, you are part of our family. The show is coming to a close, but you can reach out online. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hey Bus Driver Podcast. And check out the website at www.heybusdriver.com. Till next time, this is Hey Bus Driver, signing off.